Hi, it's Joe. Hi, friends. Aislinn here. And we want to welcome you to the second half of Season 3 of Dinner Table Talks. We are so glad that you are here at our table with us, and we are looking forward to all of the great talks that we're going to have. If you enjoy what you hear, tell a friend. Grab a drink and get your most comfortable chair. Pull it up to the table because we're about to get into it. list of things I have to do when I get back from Hawaii. I think it's important to say that we're recording this before you leave. That is correct. Like when this comes out, you're actually on the I'll be there in fifth Hawaii. day of your trip in Hawaii. Yeah. What do you think you're doing right now? On Monday, I'm having a leisurely day in Kauai and I'm getting a massage. And you I'm have a massage beach. booked? Yeah. We're going to go to a farmer's market. And Are all three of you getting massages? Yes. Nice. It's a whole thing. A friend of my mom said, oh, you have to go to this place and get a massage. Well, apparently before pandemic times and everything, they did some other parts to it. Either way, everybody hmm. was like, massage in That's Hawaii. Let's get a massage in Hawaii. I wonder what was added pre-pandemic. It was... Community pineapple juice soap? No, there was like a, a hot room, like a oh, hot okay. tent. Oh, like, that'd be fun. Yeah, some hmm. things like that, I think. So I'm anyway. immediately thinking of our bathhouse experience. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's exactly what I thought of. Certain parts of it are, don't work anymore, but then, you know, the hot house. Where but... I stood proudly nude alone in that room of men wearing <laughs> bathing suits. I'm excited to get to go. It's going to be a great adventure. Are you ready? Yep, pretty much. I have packed and unpacked several times. Well, you know, you got to go through phases and you got to get everything washed. And the closer you get to the day, the more likely the things that you're needing washed are going to not get worn. They can go into the suitcase. I actually had to force myself to make a day where I went to town. <laughs> I spent the whole day at the salon. Yes, you did. And I went to the stores and I bought some clothes and I got myself ready to go on vacation. You pre-gamed. It was fun. It was fun. I got my toes done and I got a facial, which felt really, really nice. And I bought some very expensive sunscreen for my face, basically. I need these particular items for a nine-hour flight. You know, I need to download some stuff on my phone. I need to make sure I have battery packs. It's, you know, I mean, it takes me time. I just have to kind of like sort through it. Before you leave, there's two more things we have to address. Yeah, yeah. Number one, I'm doing all of the gardening while you're gone. You are. The Joe version of that. Yes. I first just asked for watering. Yes. If I give you a scheduled watering and tell you specifically what to do, right. can you do my watering? Now, the me? last time that you went to Hawaii, or the last time you went off for an extended period of time, we lived in the old house. Mm -hmm. I had to go out the backyard. Mm -hmm. I had to water a few plants on the front yard. Yes. Now we've got what we've got. Yeah. It's so you this morning it's on fake. your video... We went over my duties. What kind of watering am I doing right now? It's a good way to show Joe. 100 degree weather. The thing is, is that if you've got a committed partner to do that, it's hugely helpful because it's just giving me some pregame, right? Then you said, well, what if there, is there anything out there I should be harvesting? Oh, you want to Well, harvest? I know there's okra plants minimally. Yes. And if you leave the okra plants alone, yes. you're going to come back with 20 foot long pieces yes. of okra that you don't yeah. want to do anything with. So that was fun to be able to take you around to my yeah. gardens and point out where things are harvestable. Oh, I'm going to eat that. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you didn't go out there and get it, the birds would get it. And they def they surely would. I mean, there's no doubt about that. We're going to talk about some stuff we made with things you pulled off of trellises in just a little bit. I did a dance. 
yesterday. I literally did a dance telling you how happy I am about the garden and the stuff coming out of the garden. And you guys, it's August and I'm leaving for my vacation and I'm still harvesting an abundance of good summer fruits and vegetables and all kinds of things. Like we're getting the overflow of abundance right now. Here's the second thing. When we were talking about this episode, you mentioned that I could just do it by myself. Mm -hmm. Then you seemed very insistent that we do it together. Oh, I don't know about that. I think you were scared of Joe's Chicken Corner or Joe's Movie Corner. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm scared of anything. <laughs> I did think about I'm going to go skydiving and I'm going to jump out of a plane. And what if I have a heart attack on the way down? I did have that anxiety like float through my aura for it's like a It's funny because with conversations we're having about the very topic of death, I thought you had no fear of death. I don't. But then that doesn't change the fact that you have a wave of energy that flows over you as a thought comes to your mind. As I'm beginning to observe in this manner, what I'm learning is to watch that wave flow over and through you and to give it no energy. Whereas like just because my mind can think that, oh my God, what if I have a heart attack when I jump out of this plane and my body can feel that doesn't mean I have to continue to stay with it if it doesn't feel good. How about instead I think about like what an amazing view of the Nepali coast of Kauai and Hawaii I'm about to see from the air like a bird. Whereas once upon a time, I suppose that feeling comes over you of that topic and you react a completely different way. I once think, upon a time. No, I think we all do and I think we continue to do. And I think the mindfulness and the awareness yeah. that I've begun to step into and really, really intentionally make moves towards and begin to understand what does it mean to observe your mind and with your mind, what does it bring with it? Mm. Even if I don't get it right, even if my reaction is still like way not what I want. So how are you feeling be. about the skydiving then right now? I'm feeling excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, jealous of that one. I'm, I'm feeling very excited about it. That's I gonna think be good. That that's going to be an epic adventure. Oh, we're going to have a lot of unanswered questions from this podcast because I'll be following up with you guys. I might throw some went. Joe's Chicken Corner or Joe's Movie Corner into this show if things drag a little. So I have been pulling off a lot of good cucumbers for my customers. We've been talking about different ways we could use cucumbers and how we wanted to get enough cucumbers so that we could pickle some of them. What happens when we start to get a really good overflow of abundance of cucumbers and they start to set in and we have lots of them, they come fast and you have to harvest them every single day because they can't get too big and they can't stay in the sun too long because in the summertime they get really bitter really fast. I'll cut open a cucumber and taste it. If it's bitter, we what do we do with it, you know? Yeah. You want it to be nice and sweet. As I'm harvesting cucumbers, I have to get all my final deliveries done, my last summer family deliveries, my last restaurant deliveries, get them plenty. We want to all get lots of pickles when it's time to eat pickles, and so we want pickles to be done. So we got to get those done. My dad likes to get the first on the cucumbers because that's like his favorite vegetable. He loves the cucumbers and the okra. That's a good right? time of year then. Yeah. So he's getting like as much of it. Then we start to get into the overflow time, which is where we are now, where we can now start to really play. Everything's been plugged in. We've done everything that we need to. Now it's time to take all the excess cucumbers 
and decide, okay, what kind of fun things can we make You with threw this? two Armenian cucumbers in my face. And I said, these are for cucumber soup. I said, get those cucumbers off my face. <laughs> I'm waving my cue. And a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how I've been hiding my cucumbers. Like I do, I have to like store them up until I get enough of them. And it's like, oh my God, now I've got enough cucumbers to make the cucumber soup because it takes a lot of cucumber. And I said, give me a recipe. And you did. I did? No, I didn't. And then your mom said. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm making quail. No, 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 no. You are already making cucumber soup and you said you'll make it. I'll make it Whole30 okay. compliant. And after her whole talk last week mm-hmm. and this crazy intention of you and I going Whole30 when you get back this from Hawaii. This is not a crazy intention. With this intention? This is a best laid plan. I said, let's Wait, make a Whole30 <laughs> compliant version of this soup. Well, we ended up serving it alongside some quail that my mom had and you called it like a savory soup. On the last night of her Whole30. Exactly. That's Quail, pretty nice. this soup, a uh-huh. salad that we made, uh-huh. and those... Sweet potato spirals. It was a serious feast. It was the last night of their Whole30 journey. They ate well. So what you were calling it was a savory smoothie. It's cold soup. Yeah, it's a gazpacho, they call it. A gazpacho? That's what the recipe says. That's what cold soup is, is gazpacho? Oh, gosh, it's a gong. <laughs> All of this goes in the Vitamix. Now, using the Vitamix twice, uh-huh. we'll talk about both times. Uh-huh. It got me thinking about the most essential tools in our kitchen. Uh huh. So I think I've got our random question of the week. I think I'm going to supply that today. Mm. You put all of us in the Vitamix. Green onions. Oh, I have plenty of onions right now. Your two Armenian cucumbers. They don't have a ton of super duper cucumbery flavor, but they're big cucumbers. And they're in the cantaloupe or muskmelon family, which is why they don't get all bitter. And they grow big. So you can grow these big cucumbers. You guys like to make cucumber sandwiches right. and cucumber dip and can make cucumber soup with them. Mm. One ripe avocado. Mm-hmm. A celery stalk. Oh, I like celery. I had celery in the fridge somehow that I got at the grocery store. I like celery. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I don't remember buying that. Some cilantro, baby spinach. Uh-huh. Got it at the grocery store. You know what? You asked me if I had any spinach the other day, and I said no. Did and you have I a spinach put, substitute? I should have given you the Malabar spinach, because now that I know what you were making and what you were going to do with it, the Malabar spinach, my Malabar spinach looks really good right now, you guys. You had an attitude that day. I t- <laughs> then ginger, garlic, the juice of one lime. The juice. Honey or date paste. Now, I left this out. Uh-huh. Because it's Whole30. Yeah. It says optional, omit for Whole30. Oh. Olive oil, oregano, salt, and a little bit of chicken broth. All of that's in your blender. Put it in the fridge for as long as you can. Mm -hmm. Not to exceed one day because the avocado will brown. Uh So I actually made it the day before without Uh the avocado. Yeah. Came home, put the avocado in, put it back in the fridge for a couple of hours. We ate it. Yes. But then I needed another cucumber to garnish it. Yep. This is the last night of their Whole30 experience. Let's make it special. I want... Thinly sliced, razor thin slices of cucumber, three or four in a little pattern. Yep. With a razor thin slice of your beautiful radish. What kind of radish was that? It was purple. The big Korean radishes. They grow big, almost like potatoes. You can I put roast a little them. flour on top of mm-hmm. the cucumber soup. Mm-hmm. And my cucumbers, you guys, they're so good. They're so good. Well, that was one that I cut open to yep. taste to see if it was bitter, and it was the opposite. It was perfect. We used it in a salad. I'm making up. We're making up beautiful salads. We don't have lettuce right now. But we've got a little bit of everything else that's coming out of our garden. 
Welcome to Joe's Movie Corner, because when Aceland's away, I'm going to play. And one of my favorite things to talk about is film. It's the best art form that was ever created. So I thought I'd use a brief period of this week's episode where I'm flying solo at home. Aislinn's actually been gone on her trip now for several nights. I've cleaned the house, I've been watering the plants, and I'm a little bit bored. So I will present to you my top four movies so far of 2022. Now, keep in mind, I haven't seen Elvis. I haven't seen Doctor Strange. I haven't seen a couple of other things that might contend for the best movies of the year, but I do see at least one new movie a week because of my other podcast, Beer in a Movie, and it's been a really good year so far with a lot of highlights. So with a little over half a year completed, here's my top four so far. Richard Linklater's always going to get a lot of attention from me. His latest movie is animated. It is called Apollo 10 and a Half. You can find it on Netflix right now. Fantastic. Number three movie of the year so far, The Batman. I was really looking forward to Matt Reeves directed, Robert Pattinson starring as The Batman. I thought he did a fantastic job. Number two, a movie Aislinn hasn't seen yet, and I'm eager for her to see it. It's called The Northman by director Robert Eggers, who did The Witch and The Lighthouse. I love this director and this epic, Viking, brutal quest for revenge really scratched my itch and the number one movie of the year if you listen to this podcast you're already going to know what it is my favorite so far everything everywhere all at once now will anything eclipse it stay tuned and at the end of the year i'll give you my top five of the entire year this has been joe's movie corner catch it next time aceland's out of town so as i'm preparing for the trip I'm having to make these big harvest runs through the garden because there's no reason to leave things that are perfectly fine to go ahead and harvest right now. What if there's a flood? It could happen. So I've got this row of like onions and leeks and stuff like that. And it's really time for them to come out. So I'm, you know, I'm still pulling a few pears off. I got okra. We've got onions and leeks. I look at the pile and I go, can you just make leek soup tonight? (laughs) <laughs> because it would be easier if we just used some of this produce than to try to now, put it away. it's been a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of driving back and forth to town. Yeah. R.E. my mother. Yes. Potato leek soup? Because I don't have potatoes, baby. I don't know. Like, can we just do something else? Because just leeks? Could just cook some leeks. Let me Google it. <laughs> leek soup. Yeah. Leek soup is a thing. Of course. Now, potato leek soup is a bigger thing, but leek soup is a thing. Even Emily on Paris, which you brought I back did. up. I did. I looked that up. Emily in <laughs> Paris, a show that you watched by yourself. Uh-huh. She gets in a marketing campaign for leaks. Like she becomes the leak marketing lobby for the lobbyists. I said, why is there an Emily in Paris leak soup? Like, <laughs> like that's the brand of it. It's like a broth. It's like a detox broth. Oh. You boil the leeks in uh-huh. water and uh-huh. make a broth. Uh-huh. Strain everything out and then drink it as a broth. Interesting. We can try that. I would do that. I like onion. So creamy leek soup. It was delicious. And it got served up with a beautiful gluten-free Gouda grilled cheese sandwich. That's my life. It really is quite nice. This soup took seven cups of chicken broth. The smoothie soup, Mm -hmm. cucumber soup, Mm -hmm. took a half a cup or a cup. Mm -hmm. That's two occasions where I'm pulling broth out of our freezer. So this one was like chicken soup with lots of leek flavoring to it. Oh, there's all kinds of tricks in this soup. Interesting. But I defrost that broth. Mm Mm-hmm. I take it out of the containers that we purchased, the restaurant-grade storage containers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And I... We need to get more of those. 
Seriously. Is this a rabbit hole you want to go down? I we oh I don't know about that. Well, we we did start talking about the we 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 did start talking about the Vitamix. So I thought maybe. Oh, that brings me to my point. Defrost that chicken broth mm-hmm. in my cast iron skillet. Cast iron skillet. Use it every day. Tools. Use the Vitamix for both of these soups. Mm-hmm. Now the Vitamix you brought into our life. I did, and here's the thing. I have a list in my lifetime of specific tools that I decide that I need. And the thing about it is, is that sometimes I don't even 100% know what I'm going to need them for or how much I'm going to need them, but I know that I need them. And the Vitamix was one of those. And I wanted that Vitamix so bad. I've had that Vitamix for like a decade. Mm-hmm. It's a refurb. A refurb? Yes. It's the best thing I've ever gotten. Well, maybe not the best thing I've ever gotten, but it's definitely one of the best things I've ever gotten. My mom bought it for me for Christmas because I was going to make some smoothies. No, the Vitamix is what I pull out when I'm going to make a soup like this. Oh, yeah, totally. completely blended soup. Once you have a Vitamix, you cannot go back. You cannot make... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Now, there might be some like commercial grades that are better than just a home Vitamix, But there is no other home blender on the market that can compete and make the smoothie. I am so Vitamix loyal that I have avoided the the Ninja. You've got to have one if you don't already. Well, I used it again to make... If you wanted to make like cashew butter, you could make it. Not chunky and bloppy, you guys. No, smooth. So smooth. Well, this creamy leaf soup is going to eventually get smoothened by the Vitamix. It's so good. Here's every single trick. In your oil... You're sautéing your leeks for about five minutes. And lover, before you left for Hawaii, (laughs) at the kitchen, we poured over a pile of leeks together. I don't even know what that means. I'm kind of grossed out by it a little bit. (laughs) I (laughs) said... That's like, we we poured over? What did we pour over? Well, we got the leeks ready to prep. (laughs) And then in oil, they go, I'm not going to linger on this if it's making you uncomfortable. I'm just imagining what our dinner table guests think of this whole pouring of the leeks. They go into the pot. And they look gorgeous as a picture we'll put on Facebook of just those leeks in there by itself. Very lovely. Then some garlic until it's fragrant. You've seen this in a recipe, right? Cook your garlic until it's fragrant, 30 seconds to a minute. Oh, that's why you yelled out at me. Tell me when this garlic is fragrant. That's right, because I Googled it. (laughs) What does it mean the garlic is fragrant? Why do I see that in so many recipes? Uh And it is the scientific concept that raw garlic... Cooked very short period of time takes that rawness away and it really will enhance a dish and take it to a next level. Mm-hmm. One of the problems that we have in our kitchens with garlic is that we don't know when to put it in the pot, for how long to put it in the pot, and it can burn so quickly. You burned garlic. Mm-hmm. You put it in that hot grease and you don't stir it for five seconds and it gets brown and then completely messes up your whole dish. Mm-hmm. Cooked that till it was fragrant. You alerted me. Mm, fragrant. Add your chicken broth. Mm-hmm. Add half a cup of basmati rice. Okay, so you're making a chicken and rice and then blending it in your vitamin. Uh, so that's the starch. That thickens it up a little bit. Right. Salt, pepper, put a bay leaf in while it cooks. I asked, I was like, what else is in this? You know, like what gives it the yeah. meatiness, not meatiness, but like what gets Why it? Why is it so creamy? Yeah, that's really good. I like that Well, a the lot. rice did it to a point. I put it in the Vitamix, mm-hmm. got it smooth, tasted it. And then went for the optional milk that you could do. I needed it a little more creamy, a little more silky. Mm-hmm. So when your mom brought all of her Whole30 getting rid of food, mm-hmm. she brought over some half and half. Oh, that's funny. 
One of the things that I have really loved about the seasons of the podcast is that you can see in each season when I take on a new vegetable and get really behind it. This year has been the season of the leek, the leek season, because... One could go back in time at each past season and find a leek potato soup recipe if they wanted to. Yeah, because we're like the tromboncino. Oh, I'm seeing the tromboncino. It's coming. We're going to be having some tromboncino here very soon. And it's going to be different than the stuff we did last time. Yeah, and it's fun to be able to go back and see... Better. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, okra, like we talked about last week. Oh, sure. Yeah. I've got okra plants. (laughs) Plenty of okra, plenty of okra. Well, since I slumped away, I thought I'd talk about my other favorite thing to discuss on the podcast. It's Joe's Chicken Corner. Welcome. You know, I can tell you how many people listen to the podcast, the ratio of male to female, what device you're listening on. But one thing we don't know is how many of you actually raise chickens. You hear us talk about ours a lot. And I'd like to think that we have encouraged you to raise chickens yourself. I can't imagine a life where I don't. So this is going to be a very brief how to get started. Very brief. The first thing I tell people that ask me how to get started raising chickens is, do you really want to do this? You're not going to rush into it the way that you might spontaneously buy a puppy. Then realize that the puppy's going to be a lot more work than you intended, and then take it to a shelter. No, no, no. Don't get started unless you intend on following through. And I always suggest to people that they get a chicken friend, someone that lives near them that has chickens, because those kinds of people, chicken people, will definitely take you under their wing and have you over to show you what it really takes. You're going to need space for your chickens to live. And what you're going to learn is that after you create the infrastructure, the coop, the run, buy the mechanism that you're going to feed them and water them with, After you get all of that done, man, chickens are no fuss, no muss. They put themselves to sleep. They wake themselves up. They lay the eggs on schedule. All you have to do is create the space for them. That's the hardest part. And then it's a breeze. The first time that Aislinn and I had chickens together, we lived in the city. And if you live in a city, most likely they have an ordinance that details if you're allowed to have them, how many you're allowed to have, where the structure needs to be. The first thing you need to do is research all that. If you live out in the country now, like we do, there are no rules. Back in the city, we could have seven hens, no roosters. Here, we're now up to 27 with two roosters. You're going to have to build their coop. This is where they sleep. This is where they lay eggs. And this is where they stay safe at night from nighttime predators. Do not, repeat, do not purchase your coop from a tractor supply or local feed store. They seem inexpensive. It seems like it's no fuss, no muss, but they really aren't built for what you need. You need a bulletproof, I call it bulletproof, coop to keep them in at night so that those nighttime predators such as raccoons, possums, foxes, dogs, cats cannot get at them. Chickens will lose those fights. You need two square feet of flooring for each chicken that you have. So if you live in a city like we did with seven, you'd need 14 square feet. I built a four by four. 16 square feet was a little more than they needed. Your chicken coop has got to have a place for them to sleep at night. That's roosting up above and nesting boxes for them to lay their eggs in. And then I would never have a chicken coop without a run. That's a fenced in area around the coop where they can run, where they can play, where they can be chickens, scratch the dirt, find bugs. 
In that space, we put down a thick layer of mulch. We have learned that mulch works best, at least for us. Then you need to purchase your chickens. We have procured our baby chickens through the mail. The place we use is called Ideal Poultry, idealpoultry.com. You can also buy them at local feed stores. You have to decide. Do you want to have the full experience of raising them from day-old chicks? Or do you want to buy them a little older where you skip that step? That is up to you. I'm not going to get into raising baby chickens right now. That would take too much time. But once you get your chickens incorporated into the coop, as I say, they really do take care of themselves. The other way that we procured chickens out here on the farm was taking in chickens that needed to be rehomed for whatever reason. So when we brought our six that we had from town out to the farm, we quickly obtained a rooster because we weren't allowed to have one before. Roosters really help guard the flock. We're going to order 10 more day-old chicks in September, a combination of really good egg layers, but then also some that just look really cool, colorful, rounding out the entire flock's character. So much to learn. Don't get overwhelmed by the amount of information here. This is just a quick primer. Reach out to us if you would like more information. I'll point you to some great resources. But yeah, if you can raise chickens, especially if you have young children, it is such a blessing in your life. Zero food waste, every single bit of leftovers or the old bag of lettuce that we see at the bottom of the drawer of the refrigerator. Oops, it got a little gross. It all goes out to our chickens. They have an amazing compost pile that we can then draw from to add fresh, homemade, if you will, compost to Aislinn's gardens. As we talk about all of the time, Aislinn and I will sit out at the coop, sunrise or sunset, cup of coffee, glass of tea, something else, and just watch our chickens. It's meditative. I say you should do it. I hope you've enjoyed Joe's Chicken Corner. Look for it next time. Aislinn's out of town. Well, hey, while we're in this intellectual vibe, why don't you kick over a question we can deep dive into? So here's the question. We go through a cosmic anomaly, and we walk into our kitchen, and every single piece of kitchen, everything is gone. Mm-hmm. Pots, pans, it's all gone. The utensils, mm-hmm. the appliances. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go back and forth until we get bored. Mm-hmm. You can go first, or I can go first, mm-hmm. of purchasing one thing. To replenish our kitchen. Oh my God. The we most go important like thing. All day and night. We'll know when it's time to quit. Okay. Go ahead. Well, a knife. Not a Vitamix? My God, you gushed about it for 25 minutes earlier. I know, but we're like on a desert island now with no. <laughs> with, In with our no kitchen items. with no things. A knife, yeah, yeah. Mine is that 12 inch cast iron skillet. Uh It is essential. Well, that's good. We have a knife and we have something to cook it in. Granted, I've got nothing to use to stir my... You could stir it with the knife. That's not how I want to use my cast iron. No, no, no. no, It's not good for the knife or the cast iron. But we're we're starving. We'll we'll get there. We're We're not starving. We're not starving. (laughs) I don't know. There's there's nothing in our kitchen. No, no, no. Just we're going to replenish our kitchen. We need tools. We need tools. Yeah, no one's dying here. The first thing that you're going to get, and I think that was a really good one, was a good set of chef knives. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm going to say, I need my 12-inch cast iron skillet. Uh-huh. I guess the Vitamix, for me, is the Vitamix. But I mean, like, what about the gas stove? Do I have to ask no, no, for the gas stove? No, no, we have the gas stove, honey. We're taking this really to an apocalyptic level. The stuff we use day to day. It's a cosmic anomaly, though, Joe. Well, no, I just meant that we walked anomaly, into an empty I'm, kitchen. 
I think the Vitamix. That's a good one. Yeah, I think the Vitamix. For the sake of being able to cook and live, I'm going to go to Walmart <laughs> and get a 50-set thing of spoons and spatulas and stuff. So we have that. <laughs> okay, so now we can like get into the shit that we really like. That's a, that's what I've been trying to go all along. Okay, so I'm going to get a coffee pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, but are you just going to get a basic old coffee pot? I'm going to get gonna the like, same coffee pot that I just bought again. But this is a cosmic anomaly. Why can't we get like a really expensive, Because our coffee awesome pot just broke. Coffee pot. And I went to go buy a new coffee pot. Mm -hmm. And I looked at all of the expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Take Keurig out of it. Yeah, no way. And you've eliminated 70% of coffee machines these days. I went with exactly with what we had because A, it was red, and B, the double the price one didn't offer anything I cared about. Okay. It was a better name, maybe. Yeah. The one thing I like or I wish we had for our coffee pot is that it's like a carafe so that whenever... It's a thermal the carafe. Yeah, so that whenever <sighs> the coffee is done... Making, that was available. That it turns off and then it just stays warm inside mm. because then you don't burn your coffee. You know, although ours is good, it doesn't burn the coffee. And I notice burned coffee. Right. And I do like really, really well-made coffee. One of the things I'm excited about about Kauai, aside from all the other local foods, is that they do grow a lot of coffee on Kauai. Yeah, I want you to bring some coffee. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a great trip. I like this game and I want to continue playing it. You like to play games. So I'll play with you, because I like to play with you. Get those cucumbers out of my face. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime, hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you. <laughs>